I V M. Hi guys, uh, welcome to the third episode of Edges and Sledges. By now you should know I'm Varun from Singapore. I have my co-bloggers here with me, DJ from London and Ashwin from Toronto. So welcome to episode three. In fact, um, my ex-boss used to say that the first one is a dot, the second becomes a line and the third is a trend. So I think with three, we're kind of starting a trend here, guys. It's a weekly podcast, weekly um, Facebook live video. So make sure you catch us. Uh, today's episode, we've got, I think, a couple of exciting topics. Firstly, we want to deep dive a little bit into the Nidhas Trophy, uh, how it's been this last one week. And we know the finalists are India versus Bangladesh. So uh, that will take place Sunday evening, India-Singapore time. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, discipline issues that are coming up in cricket quite uh, often, I would say more than, uh, more than regular. And then towards the end, we'll just kind of... Uh, uh, try something different and flash a couple of quick news highlights uh, that we've seen through the week. So, so let's get started. Uh, let me ask Ashwin first to talk a little bit about the Nidhas Trophy and uh, maybe flash up on screen some of the recent results. Yeah, thanks. Um, hi, everybody. I'm going to lead through the first topic. I wanted to start by saying I'm glad you said the comment about three making a trend. I would have bet among the three of us, you were the one who wouldn't have got us to three up or wouldn't have bet we got to three episodes. So I'm glad you are the one. But, but what I do like, by the way, Varun, and I can see the reflection in your in your uh, glasses that you're watching cricket while yep. you're doing this. Star- I can see the green field in, in, in your glasses. Yeah, Star Cricket is on, India, South Africa, 2015 tour. It's always on. I was watching Ranji before this, so. Yeah, and you, if if you, I mean, you can't get enough of it, right? Yeah, like I, he's looking. <laughs> that's why we're here, right? Why he's doing this? Once a week, so that we can get more and more cricket. So, with that, I can jump in. Um, last time at episode two, when we connected, um, we had done. Ha- we were halfway through the group stage of the Nidahas series. Each of the countries had won one match, so we said, "Hey, this is getting pretty exciting." We've now had the other three matches. It's Saturday, the seventeenth, when we record this, and uh, the final is tomorrow: India versus Bangladesh, which was a little bit of a surprise. So, uh, I'll do a quick wrap up of what happened, and then jump in to get your guys' thoughts on what happened. So, I'm just going to pop up the graphic on the screen as you can see the points table shows india and bangladesh were the two teams to qualify disappointing for sri lanka who in their own backyard uh, are not going to be in the final i was saying earlier one of my friends aaron who's in colombo bought 14 tickets for the match and now he's going to be there with 13 other sri lankans and they're going to be cheering for india so maybe we'll know uh, who's in the stand because i don't i don't expect a ton of people to show up to not see the home ground Uh, So three matches this week. The first one that happened um, on uh, Monday, I believe it was, which was the fourth match of the series, was India versus uh, Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka batted first, put 152 on the board. You know, highlight there for India was four for 27 by Sharzul Thakur. Got them, restricted them to 152. Both openers got out quickly, which is unusual. Rohit and Dhawan both, uh, you know, didn't uh, trouble the scorers too much. But then... Pandey, who came in at five, and Karthik, who came in at six, uh, you know, both batted brilliantly to close the to close up the match. The second match was uh, India versus Bangladesh. The only match, by the way, the fifth match was the only one out of the six so far, where um, the team batting first won. So you know, Rohit batted brilliantly, mm-hmm. hit 89 of 61. Um, Raina came in, hit a quick fire 47, you know, put up 176 on the board, and then Bangladesh just, you know, fell about 17 runs short, thanks to a brilliant bowling spell by the young Washington Sundar, who we talked about in our first episode, uh, picked up three wickets for just 22 runs in his four overs. So those were the two India matches. India, you know, 
clearly qualified for the final with six points. It set up for a final uh, or a sixth match, which was sort of a virtual semi-final, they were calling it, where the winner of Sri Lanka versus Bangladesh would make it through to the finals. I'm going to pause um, before I do a summary of that match just to ask you guys two questions about the two India matches. The first one, um, you know, we talked about Rishabh Pant. He made the first, made the team in the first two matches, was dropped, and uh, KL Rahul came in. Rahul, um, you know, in the two matches he played, he batted at number four, uh, sorry, at number three in the first match, made 18 of 17 runs, 18 runs of 17 balls, and got out hit wicket, India's first hit wicket dismissal mm-hmm. in T20 internationals. And he didn't mm-hmm. uh, get to bat in India's second game, despite the fact that India lost, uh, you know, India only lost the, the two wickets, but they sent Raina at number three and Karthik at four. So thoughts on the Rahul versus Pant dilemma? I'll just quickly say, I love, I like Rahul. He's a great player. Um, but I don't love the theory of uh, the philosophy of playing punt for two games and then dropping him on the back of uh, two average performances. So I think, uh, I mean, personally, I, I, I'm a big fan of punt, but I've seen we haven't seen enough of him. I think, uh, to be honest, I'm okay with the drop and the switch because, uh, let's face it, this was an experimentation series, right? You didn't have your big guns playing. Uh, you knew that three or four batsmen would be the ones who would uh, kind of win you the games, if anything. So, I'm, I mean, I'm technically okay with it. I also think that, uh, uh, yeah, batting positions come in again. Where does Pant bat? Where does Rahul bat? Um, so, so, I mean, to keep it short, I, I think I was okay with the change purely because it was experimentation. I, I have a slightly different view to that. I think if you've given Pant only two chances and he hasn't come good in them, he effectively dropped him after he failed once at number three. So, to my mind, he's a young player. It dents his confidence, right? So... I would have given him a couple of other chances, maybe. And this is not a series that counts for much. And we have seen Rahul, and he's a class player. And he's played test matches, he's played one-day games. I think it's a little bit unfair on Rishabh Pant. I understand why the team management have done it, obviously. Um, but I think it's a little bit uh, unfair on Rishabh Pant to drop him after just two T20 games and not really giving him a, a proper um, kind of run in this format of the game. Yeah. Is, is that, that's my personal view. In fact, uh, just to add on, I think, I, I mean, I, I do, I get where you're coming from. I just think what the team has made quite clear is that Dinesh Karthik is going to be the backup keeper for the next mm. 12 to 15 months. And so if you're not dropping Karthik, uh, you want to test out Pandey. Again, it comes back to the question of Pant really doesn't feature in the next 12 months plan for India. So they, I think given him a chance, very good. Um, but but I, I actually think Rahul is more in the mix leading up to June 2019 compared to Pant. I mean, maybe you could think of Pant as a backup opener. If uh, if something happens to Shikhar, for example, a left-handed yeah. uh, backup. But obviously, Rahul's been there. He's the Rahane incumbent can... backup, right? Rahane as well. Rahane so, Rahane from a mixed perspective, Pant doesn't feature in the next 12 months. He definitely mm-hmm. features in the next five years. But yeah. yeah. Okay, got it. Thank yeah. you. Second question before I go to the virtual semi-final wrap-up. Just a quick one in one sentence. Predictions for the final. India versus Bangladesh on Sunday in Sri Lanka. India versus Bangladesh in Sri Lanka. Definitely India. Um, I definitely predict Rohit won't do well because he's done his one in five, seven matches uh, already. So I don't think Rohit will do well. I think uh, it'll be Shikhar and Raina. Um, yeah, mm. so that's my DJ. But I think it, it's, it's tough, man. T20... It can change in an over. So, I think Bangladesh have more of a chance in this format than any other format, to be completely honest. Um, but India is clearly the favourite. And unless Bangladesh come up with a real surprise, 
it's uh, it's going to be India all the way. So the reason I ask that is it's March 17th, 2018. 11 yeah. years ago this day, March 17th, 2007, um, Group B of the ICC World oh. Cup in Spain. Ouch. India batted first in a 50 over, got 191 all out. And Bangladesh mm. chased it down, to, you know, in what was the first upset of that World Cup. So that was 11 years ago this day. Yeah. I thought, you know, we should put that out there. While Bangladesh's bowling has changed pretty much completely, uh, the three batsmen mm. who scored 50s for them in that match were Tamim, Tamim. Uh, Shakib, and Mushfikur. So really, you know, a lot of, conti- lot of consistency in the side. I knew you were both going to predict mm. India. DJ, I'm surprised you said Bangladesh has a shot. But I thought that was just interesting that we're 11 years from that game. Um, obviously, a game of much more significance 11 years ago than this one. But it'll be interesting. Mm. But, uh, but is we... any of the India, apart from Dhoni's, uh, well, Dhoni's not playing this game, but are any of the Indian players the same? I don't think they are, right? Actually, none. I'm just looking at the squad. Yeah. Sehwag, Dhoni, would, still, Dhoni, Dhoni would be the only one still playing. That's from correct. that. Yeah, lineup. so completely different Indian side and a lot of continuity in the Bangladeshi side, which is quite telling about 11 years apart. Also, it brought Mush- back a lot of depressing memories. Yeah. <laughs> also, still looks like he's 18. So he's, that's one, he's one of the club, right? Who's that? Did Afridi he say Shahid Afridi? Mush- what? <laughs> <laughs> Not Shahid. Mushfigur is coming a second close to Shahid. Very close. Okay. All right, guys, I'll quickly wrap up the, the virtual semi-final that happened and then we'll um, flow into the next topic. So, sixth match, yeah, Sri Lanka versus Bangladesh. Whoever wins makes it to the final. Um, Sri Lanka won, uh, sorry, Bangladesh won the toss, shows to chase. Sri Lanka crumbled at the top. They fell to 41 for five in eight overs. And then the, the two Pereiras, Kusal and Tisara, had a brilliant uh, partnership to, to get them to a, a respectable total, 159 for seven. Bangladesh, meanwhile, when they started their chase, um, they were, I want to say, 97 for two after 12 overs. So coasting, on track to do well. And then they started to lose wickets. And it got to a place probably closer than it should have been. Um, But in the final over, they needed 12 runs of the over. You know, without going into too much detail, the bowler, the Sri Lankan bowler bowled two bouncers, both above shoulder, below head height. Um, After the first one, it was not signaled as a bouncer, it was not signaled as a no ball. The second delivery, um, where, which eventually ended up in a run-out, um, was signaled a no-ball, we believe, by the leg umpire, but not signaled a no-ball by the main umpire. And that just caused some chaos on the field. Shakib, who was captain, was on the sidelines fighting with the third umpire, um, eventually resulting in him, in his anger, signaling his two batsmen to come off. So there was about a 10-minute delay in the game. The batsmen weren't sure what to do. They started walking towards the boundary. Common sense prevailed. They did not go off. You know, they decided, okay, we're going to go on and continue batting. 12 needed from four with Mahmoudullah on strike. He hits a four, gets a double, and then with six needed off two balls, he hits a six and finishes it in one ball. So outstanding finish. Great great cricket, great batting from Mahmoudullah, who ended on 43 of 18. But a little bit of chaos from a... You know, discipline and a and a gameplay in the gentleman's game standpoint. So mm. I, you know, I I wanted to say I think I struggled with this one a little. I I understand Shakib's frustration, not getting a no ball, which could have been game changing because it would have been an extra delivery and a free hit. But at the same time, you know, knowing the game we play and the rules that the umpire's decision on things like no balls is final. Uh, you know, signaling his players to come off, which he admitted later was mm. not a good call. Uh, you know, just happened in the heat mm. of the emotion. So that's what happened in the game. You know, they've said Sri Lanka and Bangladesh are friends off the field. They'll figure it out. But, you know, lots going on in the world of cricket as we think about the role of discipline in the sport. And I think that's a good uh, mm. transition into our second topic, which is going to be about discipline. I, th- I think it's very interesting. I think uh, 
DJ is going to talk a little bit more about uh, the discipline angle and what's been happening in uh, South Africa as well. I think, from my perspective, just one line. The same rules should apply to everybody, right? And um, the fact is, um, I, I don't know whether the ICC is going to take any action against Warner, but it was very interesting for me to see that both Rabada and Shakib came out later and acknowledged their mistake and said we should have uh, been more calm. Uh, yet, we haven't heard anything of that sort from Warner. So, DJ, over to you. Yeah, I was just going to add, actually, on to what Ashwin said. The Sri Lanka-Bangladesh incident had another nuance to it, actually, which leads us nicely into the uh, South Africa-Australia game. Um, apparently, the substitute that um, had gone out to the Bangladeshi batsman had got into a bit of a shoving match with the Sri Lankan players. Yeah. And that is actually what pissed um, Shakibov. And that's when he started signaling them to come off. So there was actual, I mean, it wasn't the, he didn't like throw Ben Stokes punch at the guy, but there was a shove yeah. and um, there was physical contact between the players. And this, as I, as I said, leads us nicely into our, our next topic. After all, our, our podcast and our uh, show is called Edges and Sledges. And this seems to be all we're talking about sledging. I mean, there's not that much edging going on, but um, so. Um, in the second test match um, between South Africa and Australia, the uh, South Africans hit back. They uh, won the second test match by six wickets. Rabada was the star of the show. Um, he took 11 wickets, taking um, the top six out in the first uh, first innings and the top five out in the um, in the second innings. So he got the big fish. He got Warner out. And in the first innings, he got Smith out, LBW. Now, a great ball, a bit of reverse swing, Got, traps uh, Smith in front. Uh, Rabada obviously gets excited, runs towards the batsman, yells, yes, yes, yes. And then Steve Smith looks up and kind of comes into his line of sight. They then collide. Well, they don't collide very hard, but their shoulders hit each other. Uh, if you were reading the Crick Info commentary, um, because it was during the week, and so most of us uh, were reading it on Crick Info at the time, um, Crick Info says that there was nothing deliberate between them. It was. It didn't seem like either of them had gone out of their way to make inappropriate, in quotes, contact with each other. But they, yes, there was a bit of feeling. And, and, and uh, I mean, Rabada was hauled up immediately uh, for inappropriate conduct. He, at the end of the game, was handed three demerit points, which by itself would not have been a problem. But uh, last February, he had a similar incident with Niroshan Dikwela, uh, not a saint by himself. Uh, but Niroshan Dekwela had uh, they had they had an, an incident where he barged him with his shoulder, got three demerit points there. Then uh, the Lord's Test match, Rabada um, gave Ben Stokes, another person who is not a saint himself, a bit of a send off. So he got one demerit point, which led led to him being banned for one test. Now the rules are such that you carry your demerit points over even if you've been banned. So. Uh, Again, so he's at four demerit points after the Ben Stokes incident, and he's been banned for one test match, which um, was not great for him, obviously, uh, him being the strike bowler and, and whatnot. Uh, then he get, he gives Shikhar Dhawan a send-off. Um, I think it was last month when India was in South Africa. Picks up another demerit point. That takes it to five. He then <laughs> picks up these three, which take it to eight in a 24-month period, which means he's now banned for, um, for uh, two test matches which effectively meant that he was out of the series for the rest of the South African-Australian uh, series, which 
for the South African, this is absolute disaster with Dale, Dale Stain not being fit enough to come back into the team. Uh, but the Australians must have been over the moon. I mean, here's a guy who's taken 11 wickets in the last game, basically bowled South Africa to a win. And here he is being hauled up for uh, indiscipline and being banned for the next two games. I mean, um, and what it, what it did end up leading to is a few interesting articles on Crick Info that we read. One in which the, the Australians... And I don't know what kind of mental disintegration this was, but they're praising Rabada. So if you go into the Cricket Info website, it's, a, it's an article where various Australian players have said that Rabada is a great bowler and all of that. And it's a bit strange. Yes. And the other the other article, I mean, on an ongoing series, I guess they just assume that he's out. Uh, but the, that, that, that brings us to the latest development in the saga where he's saying that he didn't mean it and therefore he's appealing against it. And he said that where... I was at fault. I've accepted it. I accepted it, Lords. I accepted it against Dickwella. Here, I didn't mean it. So, uh, I don't know why I'm being um, given these three demerit points. So, he's contesting the charge. So, he may actually be back in time for uh, the third test match because his hearing, his appeal hearing is two days before. What, what, what then? You end up in a situation where you have um, a team that's actually praising the, the bowler that's taken 11 wickets in the last game, thinking he's out, but he may not be. So that, that might backfire on the Aussies. Um, and the other article, which was very interesting, was an article by our favourite commentator, Sanju Manju, on Crick Info again. And that talks about turning the stump mics down. And I don't know what you guys thought about it. I sent it to you over the week, but it's... Um, he says that, oh, cricket field should be a safe space and, oh cricketers are not great at academics and that's why they become cricketers and sportsmen and and therefore we should be allowing them to use whatever language that you want them to use. I mean, it's just... So that, it's an interesting article. It's worth a read. Um, I think it says, uh, let's turn the stump mics down, please. But I don't know what you guys thought about kind of the uh, Australians first commenting on um, Rabada and how good he is. And... Um, um, and also the the article by Sanjay Manjrekar. I don't have a lot of love for the the way the Aussies handle the media and you know <laughs> the fact that you mentioned earlier Warner hasn't even come out and said acknowledged his mistake. I mean it was on video mm-hmm. he was physically charging so you you know we talked about that a little bit last week. You know the other thing that happened that I saw an article about yesterday was Mitchell Stark you know giving wisdom to the press says things something like you know you get more mature as you get older he'll understand as he gets older he's a good bowler but he mm. I, I mean mitchell stark in 2014 in a mumbai match um was you find for squaring off against pollard in an ipl game so yeah you know of all yeah. people to, is bad at him. yeah so of all people to you know give show up giving wisdom i think the the aussies just don't show up very well here um having said that on the stump mic uh, question I think it could go either way. I remember growing up watching the game where you could barely hear what was happening on the stump mics. You know, today mm-hmm. the technology exists. I don't think the stump mic should be up as a method of spying on the cricketers. I think it should be it, they should be up, and I like it as a method of getting some insight. You get to hear a little bit about what Dhoni is saying to Chahel and Kuldeep on coaching them. You get to learn a little more about the game. I mean, different matches are different. You, I watch a lot of tennis. You can hear word for word what a tennis player is saying to the umpire when he's contesting a, he or she's contesting a call. Mm. In American football, the the umpire the referees actually have a mic that broadcasts in the entire stadium mm. where when they make a penalty call they have to justify it they say you know penalty on the field here's why i gave the call the way i did so i think we live in an Mm. age where there's there's no such thing as being secret anymore right data transparency 
uh, everybody should be able to hear everything. I think turning the mics down is just an excuse. I think we should be able to hear it. We just need to figure out how to operate, co uh, you know, effectively on the field. I think, yeah, last point on this. I think it basically the stump mic piece, I think it's interesting to have it on. Like you said, data is available in all forms today, so it should be on. The only risk I see is that uh, when a stump mic is on, uh, other match referees influenced by what the whole world is now saying and putting a pressure on them. Because in a mm. previous environment, uh, they would have heard it only from two umpires on the field, taking a, a closed-door decision between three of them. Today, mm. as it's happening, Twitter probably has 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 feeds about it and tagging the ICC, um, saying, what is your take? What are you going to do, etc. So I think that pressure is not needed. It should be a closed-room decision. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's, uh, let's wrap up topic two with that. And um, for section three this, this week, we're just going to do very quick kind of flash highlights. So uh, there's three things we wanted to discuss. Let me, talk, let me talk to the first one. I'll then introduce the second and pass it over to one of you guys. So the first was um, DJ just sent us an article to say that uh, India might host the first day-night uh, match uh, later this year in the, in the tour when uh, West, West Indies comes, probably I think in October. Um, so, so let me give my take on that and I'll pass another topic to you guys. My, my view on that is I, I think it's quite exciting. I think uh, uh, test cricket, if you look at it, uh, does have empty stands. I think you need to get mm. people to come after work. But most importantly, I think, uh, I think you need to cater to time zones. And the BCCI actually take, took a very interesting call because I read an article this week to say that they have actually given up uh, playing test matches in New Zealand in the near future. Because at 3.30 a.m. India start is, uh, is, is just not good for anyone. Neither the audience nor the uh, revenue pool for BCCI. So that was interesting. And I think with that, the day-night uh, day piece is... Uh, I, I think it should be done. And, and interestingly enough, I also read that BCCI hasn't got back to Cricket Australia on the first day-night test for India when they go down under um, in December, Jan this year. So, interesting to hear BCCI announcing it against West Indies uh, or, or potential against West Indies, but not yet having a say on the Australia one. Don't know if it's got something to do with the conditions and how they feel on that. So, that was topic one. I think let's go to topic two. Um, I think DJ or Ashwin, one of you guys sent across something which showed uh, Ravi Chandran Ashwin bowling leg spin. So, I don't know. DJ, do you want to take that? Yeah, it's it's he's not only bowling leg spin. It's a it's a Ranji game that he's playing. I think um, he's and and I think it's one hundred and some ninety odd for one. So he's he's obviously trying something on to to try and get a wicket. But he's not only bowling leg spin. What was actually interesting is he's bowling leg spin with Kumble's action. It's the exact action that Anil Kumble used to have, which makes which makes you think that has this been in the works for some time while Kumble was still coach of India? Uh, because I mean. And maybe this is just a conspiracy theory at this stage, but Ashwin and Jadeja fell out of favour almost immediately after Kumble went. Yeah. So, um, they stopped playing one-day games after the Champions Trophy, right? Yeah, um, that's interesting. And funnily enough, Kuldeep, who Kumble insisted plays the last test against Australia, is the one who's replaced him and Kohli's uh, old friend from uh, RCB. Yeah. So, it's so strange. I mean, the dynamics of team selection, like... When Dhoni was captain, there were lots of players, let's say, from a certain yellow jersey team in the India. Um, obviously, they were all there on merit, especially Suresh Raina. But um, it, it is interesting how the dynamics work because, like, RCB's now got Rahul, 
Kohli, um, Chahal, etc., etc. But um, yeah, so I, it's just it's just a thought that has this been in the works for some time and is just coming out now because it's it's amazing if uh, Ashwin can be a off-spin bowler to um, left-handers, which is what he was doing, and bowling leg-spin to to right-handers. So we'll have to wait and watch whether he actually tries it out in a test match. Yeah, interesting. In fact, sometimes you think with Kohli, it's more just, uh, is he the, the young punk who just wants to do what he's told not to? So, when he's told to play Kuldeep in a test, he'll say, no, I'll now play him in all the ODIs moving forward. <laughs> so, you can never play with, uh, with did, Kohli. But, yeah. So, just quick, quick point of view on that one. You know, I watched the whole video. I think what's interesting that's going to take Ashwin some time from a game standpoint is his leg spin because he's he's got complex action looks completely mm. different to the off spin. So even on TV, as he's coming into his run up, you can very tell, mm. very visibly tell which is the off, which is the leg. Mm. What makes some of the greats who can do both that great is the inability to tell, right? And and that ability mm. to disguise the ball. You know, the last thought for me on this one, I'm more excited about Ashwin and, and the work he's been doing as a marketer than I am as a cricket fan because the way he's managed the media and the press, we've been talking about Ashwin for the last month and a half. Uh, first, he, you know, got selected to Punjab captaincy. Sawag's been talking about mm. it. Now he's reinventing his game. He's done a great job of getting the media and all of us talking about him, even though he hasn't played limited overs cricket for India since June of June, July 2017. It's been mm. know, nine months since he played the game. He played the tests against South Africa. So I thought he's done an amazing job of getting us to keep talking about him and keep sort of nudging at um, at Kohli's heels to say I'm 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 worthy of making it back to the side. So good job of him managing the press. Yeah. Also on Twitter, right? He's uh, he had that little spat with Herschel Gibbs about. Yeah. Um, running uh, what was it i think gibbs made fun of him uh, running too slowly and basically he went straight back and gibbs saying that yeah i couldn't run quickly enough to the money or something made a match fixing jai with him so yeah ashwin has stayed in the news and he has done a great job of it all right final topic just a quick one from uh, let's hear from ashwin is uh, kevin peterson retired um, from all formats. Uh, personally, I didn't know he was still not retired, but uh, but, but good that it, uh, it's finally been uh, been said. I heard I read an interesting one-liner on uh, on Twitter today that said that something around the lines of he's a South African who uh, was a misfit in the English team, but he was also a South African who was a misfit with other South Africans in the English team. So uh, a misfit all around, but uh, but but quite a career. Ashwin, any last thoughts on, on Kevin Peterson? I just think big character, right? He brought a lot of personality to the game. Mm. Whether it's sometimes good, sometimes bad, but I, he, he was a big hitter. He sort of pioneered the switch hit a little bit. He um, brought a, brought some more aggression that, you know, at least the English team at the time didn't have much of. So I thought, you know, big character, he'll be missed. Uh, hopefully his influence and his legacy stays in the game for a long time. Great. So I think, um, yeah, I think that's it. I think we've under 30 minutes. We do want to keep it to under 30 minutes so that you guys can kind of listen to the podcast. And and as always, we are always asking for feedback. So let us know if we can make this better in any way. Um, and of course, like, share, subscribe, listen to the podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll sign off now and we'll see you next week. Thank you, everyone. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello, 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 everybody. It's been another great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On What the Hell Navya, Jaya Bachchan, Shwetananda, and Navya herself dish out stories from their childhood. They discuss tough love between parents and their kids. 
On Paisa Vesa, Anupam talks to Baman Irani, President-elect Kredai, and Chairman and MD at Rustamji. They discuss the concept of buy versus rent and how to approach buying property in 2022. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus is joined by Meghnath and comedian Shad Shafi. They discuss their opinions on the ongoing Congress presidential elections and Prashant Kishore embarking on a padhyatra. On the Life Manifesto, Zarina narrates a story that advocates that stress and emotions are not to be controlled but must be beautifully managed. And on the Filter Coffee podcast, Karthik is joined by Yashraj Akashi, Senior Ambassador of the TEDx program and Curator of TEDx Gateway. They discuss the origin story of TED and its franchise model. Guys, go to our website, ivmpodcast.com. You can check out the merch store, also links to all of our social media stuff, which is at IVM Podcast. Also, do check out our YouTube channels. We have a number of channels with many of your favorite shows available as full video podcasts. Finally, we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thank you so much for making this possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IBM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from. Working Monday to Friday glued to your chair making you feel dull? Worry not. Get your 5-minute weekly dose of travel around the world with postcards from nowhere. Join me every Thursday as I explore the strange, obscure and fascinating parts of the world and bring out facets of travel you may not have thought of before. You can find us on the IBM Podcast app, website or wherever you get your podcast from. <laughs>